Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with you wrestling on the rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm healthy for you, Shane. Soda. I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Maple syrup. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one again, take two twice here we go only episode one take a drink i'm at ref marsh we're at w tower the show with me today mr sports beard what's going on man hey how's it going everybody feels like we just did this 15 minutes ago deja vu yeah <laughs> uh we'll start real real easy here with a little what's in your glass i'm having super espresso by this super brand that i've been uh, a big fan of for a, a while, as I do keto, this is one of the one of my favorite little coffee brands with the MCT oil in there. Uh, Beard, what's in your glass? What are you drinking? Yep, drinking the X2 Endurance uh, Clean Ingredients for Sustained Energy. And that's uh, my guy Saquon promoting it. Tried it out. I get it from Amazon. It's not carbonated. It's like a green tea thing. So, yeah, oh, that's cool. Solid. That's really good to know. A lot of energy drinks are carbonated, and so I try to stay away from carbonated drinks. Uh, so that's one I could probably probably try out. <laughs> Let's uh, Miss Fabtina's giving us props in the chat for getting, getting everything going back up again. Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's acknowledge the NXT releases and we're getting right into it, my friend. Yep, yep. There was a bunch of uh, releases for NXT that we didn't get to talk about last week because it happened after we'd done our our Thursday show. Uh, we're not going to really dig into it here because it is all NXT talent and sports beer doesn't watch it and we don't want to dive in twice. So tomorrow we're going to break down the releases and, and talk about it a little more in depth today. Not so much other than, you know, it's a bummer when people lose their jobs. So is what it is. Uh, the other thing that we wanted to throw out there was uh feed spot F E E D S P O T.com 
has an ongoing list of the 15 best wrestling talk shows. And we've been highlighting it for about two weeks now. We're, it shows us as number seven. I don't know if it's any particular order or not. It doesn't appear to be in alphabetical order because a W would be much lower on the list, I believe. Um, but it was really cool. So shout out to Feedspot for finding us and supporting us. What do you think, Speard? All I got to do is say this has everything to do with Ref Marsh and his endurance to doing three years of episode ones. Uh, I congratulations to everybody that works on the show. I have nothing to do with it, but I'm super happy to be a part of it. It's awesome. It was cool. Uh, we got a nice email from them too, and uh, letting us know that we were there in case we didn't know. Uh, I'm going to probably post a little link of it onto our website. If you go to wrestlingontherocks.com, our website, you can check out that. But they did actually in the email shout out specifically the the recaps that we're doing is something that they like, and we just started doing it. So I don't know if that bumped us up a number or two, but hey. Uh, yeah, if you go to WrestlingOnRocks.com in the recaps, I'm I'm keeping an open recap of of NXT Raw and and SmackDown, and that's what we use as we go through our show, uh, so you can follow along as far as. Ref Marsh, if you make me a mod, if you make the Sports Spirit a mod in the uh, YouTube chat, I can post links for you in the YouTube chats, and when people go back and watch the YouTubes, they can watch the live replay of the chat, and so they can see the links there too. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you just right click my name and make me a mod. I'll be a little hammer or whatever, and then I oh, can I post those links to you. Yeah, just one one small thing maybe if you need. Anyway, no worries. You don't have to. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, but but yeah, it was really cool that they uh, that they is did that. so cool. That's way cool. Yeah, and I'm glad was... you waited. You waited for the show to tell me that because we didn't talk about it on the pre-show. Super freaking cool, man. So proud of you guys, man. It's a really cool thing. It was it was really neat. When I first saw it, I was kind of like uh, uh, confused because I get emails all the time from different things that are like, oh, we found your, your show. It's great for this or that or, or oh, let's, let's do this. And a lot of times they're pitching weird things that are irrelevant to the show and they clearly didn't watch or listen. But when I read it, I was like, that's a little interesting. And as I started clicking around and looking, like, no, they, they check out the show. They, they're they referencing things that are happening, and, and they have us on this list with all these other, other talk shows on it. So I thought it was cool that they thought we have us as a standout. So really Very cool. big thanks to them. Yeah, super cool, man. Yep, yep. Uh, but I'm ready to get into the shows if you are. Yeah, let's go, man. So – SmackDown opened up with a cage match, Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre, uh, Drew Gulak as the timekeeper, which we finally see as Sami's trying to get in and he doesn't want to start the match, and Drew... What a great match. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. The only the only small critique I have about the match is Sami is a little fast up the cage. He was he could have easily he did hang up there a little bit too. He was a little too fast getting up and to the top, and yeah. I don't know if he was doing that to make it didn't make McIntyre look. I mean, I think McIntyre was yeah. selling being down a little bit more, and I just I think they could have been a little bit more simpatico. But that being said, that's the only that's very minutia negative thing. That match to start off a show was paid. I'm sorry, premium live event streaming. Just quality, it was so good. It was a great match. And to get a cage match to start a show, I thought was really cool. So, 
Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I I agree. There was a. It did seem a little bit like, there, but there's also a balance, right? If someone's going up the cage too slow, you start going. This person's clearly not trying to get out. You know what yeah, I mean? Like no, I, you know what I mean. And then if they go the so only, fast, the other guy's got to get up. But you also don't want to not sell. I think it was a. I agree with you. There was like a little bit of a almost misfire between the two of them at how fast and how much to sell. Like, but it was like you said, minutia of it of like yeah. Just yeah, Sammy yeah. don't climb immediately. This is the only thing I would say. He doesn't have to go up, but you know, like if they if they're fighting or whatever, I yeah, yeah. It was it was it was good. I I I I don't I don't want to spend too much time being critical of it. The match was fun. Um and, and then they put a button on that, you know, Sammy Zang through McIntyre thing. I actually thought say I actually thought Sammy was going to win. That's, you know, like part of it was like, oh, I was like, oh, Sammy might win this. So I, I, uh, I was, there was a moment, there was definitely a few moments there where I thought the whole story here is that Sammy keeps escaping. And now he's finally in a match where escaping lets you win, like legitimately win. So because Drew won the last two based off of Sammy escaping i kind of thought they might have sammy win this one too like i was absolutely like i don't know you just uh, wanted sammy to win so bad that's what it is i mean because you you love him and i get it he's awesome he's he's so good at selling anybody well it was the genius of the storyline he keeps escaping and losing well now he can escape and win that it was like well i could definitely see them doing that especially if they wanted to do more with drew and sammy I didn't know if this was the end of their story or not. Obviously, at this point, it looks like it's clearly the end of their story. But I thought they might try to squeeze out one more match somehow. You know what I mean? Like, But but they don't need to. They made Drew look awesome here, ready and primed up for Roman. How cool is it, too, that you have Drew, who's been kind of in the mid-card area since his title reign, to prep him to be in the main event scene with Roman? He had to go through Sammy. Like, how awesome is that? I wished I would have screenshotted it. There was a moment where he was standing on top of the cage with the sword, and yeah. the light was hitting, and it was so cool. I Actually, like, on uh, on our recap, I have that for your photo there. Oh, do you? Yeah, that was – it was so – I was like, uh, wow, amazing. Um. Yes, I agree. Uh, maybe a little. I would have liked a little bit more Roman uh, McIntyre lead time, but Roman's gonna beat McIntyre at Backlash, I think. So they're gonna, cause you know we're gonna be. Well, I think that we're only getting like it's only just getting going. This is the six man. It's not the one on one. We still have a ways to go to get to the one on one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The six man. My bad. Yeah. It's not so. Yeah, yeah. So it could really go either way because, I mean, it could go either way. You could have the bloodline look really strong. You could have one of the Usos to eat a pin, and, you know, you can really keep keep the thing going. So I think this is an awesome way to prime up Drew for Roman. I think it's an awesome way also to uh, add a lot of heat to Drew as they get ready for their U.K. stadium show because there's no way you're not going to end up in the U.K. and highlight Drew McIntyre there. You know what I mean? Is that a pay-per-view that we – or a premium live event that we get to watch or – We should be able to, yeah, so far oh, as okay. I can tell. Yeah, okay. I think they're going to build it as an actual premium live event where – because it's not like some of the house show ones. Like, And even then, yeah. when they did the like the Saudi Arabia shows and the Australian shows, they were still on 
the network at the time to to view. They just were somewhere else. And it was like one of those weird like Friday at noon kind of things or Saturday at 11 a.m. Like it always hits at a weird time because of it. But yeah, I think we'll be able to watch it. And I think they're going to highlight Drew because, I mean, why wouldn't? And I wonder if part of it, too, is to make him look awesome because this is their big return to the U.K. They haven't had a massive event like that in the U.K. in I forget how many years, but it's been a lot of years. 2019, I'm guessing. 2019, I'm guessing. It was before then. Definitely before then. They haven't done – I want to say it's like a good – somewhere between 10 and 20. Like it's a long time since they've had a premium live event there. They've gone to the U.K. a number of times and had small tours that were untelevised. Yeah, they just were there like last week or something, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you're not, he's not the champion anymore, you're finally going to have the the return there. It's kind of a weird spot for Drew when you think about it. He was the champion with no fans. He wins at the WrestleMania with not a single fan. He holds the championship through the Thunderdome, loses it as soon as fans show up, and now we're going to the UK and he's somewhere in the mid card. Like they're trying to shine him up and get him back into a place of prominence for that. I think. Well, and I think the I know you're not a fan of him. I I I am, but I I I he gets a big pop. Like the fans like him. He gets and the people that are reaction. in the arena really like what they're seeing. And 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 uh, you know, I'm a fan of him. I I I think he looks the part. And yeah. I know I, I just think, you know, you brought that up. I didn't even think about it. But you know, Vince wants to pay him back. For being the bu- base, essentially the bubble, the pandemic, the the no. champion, where he didn't have fans and he didn't get a lot of the fanfare, being the champion and stuff like that. So, him getting another run would be great. The sooner the better, because again, I mean, they just haven't given me enough reason to like, you know, why the bloodline deserves what they have. Okay, because I mean, like, oh, you know, the Cody Rhodes thing. Dude, how great is that? Oh, it's been awesome. You know, especially with his dad, the implications, his dad never technically got the title. It's going to mean so much. And if we have to wait two years for it, I am. But boy, oh boy, I'm going to bitch and complain if it's that. (laughs) The whole way. I'm kicking and screaming the whole way there. Especially if it's the bloodline keeping him away from it. But it won't be. I don't think he'll go to universal title. I think... They got to figure something out there with the chan- the WWE Championship and Roman having both. I just feel like that's kind of like stymieing a little bit for the rest of the roster. But it's okay. I mean, again, as long as the stories are good and the matches are good, you know, I'm good. Like, let's have yeah. another great Seth Rollins Cody Rhodes match. Those so those so far have been really really good. Uh, so, and I'm not tired of them yet, so... I know we've talked about it a few times as far as, like, the money in the bank being the catalyst most likely to get one of those titles off of Roman. Yeah. And if I had to venture a guess, I would say the world title, because I think that the days he's been universal is important to his character. Um, okay. So I would say probably the world title's coming off of him after that. Do uh, Let's look up real quick, if you don't mind, the UK show, like, when it is. I think it's, like, right before Survivor Series. Yeah, I can um, look it up for you while you run the show here. Yeah, it's Castle something. Oh, they're uh, calling it. I forget. It's a uh, clash at the castle or something like that. Or um, first major stadium show in thirty years. Thirty years. There you go. I wow. knew it was a big one. Clash of the castle, premium live event. Let me see when it is. It looks like uh, September. 
So if we know Money in the Banks is July, August, September, that's two months later. So we speculated. I've seen other people speculate. Money in the Bank, someone's going to win it, and somehow they're going to pin – like force a three-way. So uh, like like Seth Rollins, when he cashed in on Roman and Brock and got the title for them at WrestleMania, he used the Money in the Bank to insert himself into the two-way match to make it a three-way where he could then pin Roman to get the win so Brock never technically lost it, right? We've talked about how someone's going to potentially cash in on Roman's opponent and get the world title that way. Uh, what if, as I look at the timeline a little bit differently, I think it's possible because we've been toying with Cody and his story with the world title. Right. What if we if we backburner Cody for a minute? July, August, September. If Drew wins the Money in the Bank. He can walk into the UK with the money in the bank and cash in and take the title there and get a massive reaction. And then we could potentially, especially depending on how he cashes in and who he cashes in on, maybe we could even see a bit of a heel Drew McIntyre and we can have Cody chasing Drew. So here's the only thing I'll say, and not to be a contrarian, the, what I'm reading is it's in Wales, which is, which is a much like kind of the rural part of England. It's yeah. its own country, excuse me. And they don't speak English. A lot of the people in the Welsh don't speak yeah. English. They speak Gaelic, or it's a different language. So uh, I just, the only reason I mentioned that is I, I'm not, I know Drew is Scottish. I just, I'm not sure the fans over there need to see Drew the champion. They, It feels like they're wrestling fans, so they may like Roman as the heel and him being the champion. I, I, oh. I'm just saying. Like, Could you be. know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, 100%. It, it's possible. I think the thought is that Drew is going to the UK as a hero. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because especially when you see other countries, the people that they have representing their country, they usually are big. Like, I mean, even think about when Shelton Benjamin was in his hometown and they had him have a match randomly. He lost it, but it was an amazing match just because he was in his hometown. You know, like, sometimes they do it just to see how it'll go you know but yeah no I, yeah yeah the hometown stuff i totally get but like you know uh if, if this was in uh scotland yes 100 yeah, no i agree with you i'd be like you are if it, they don't do that they, they should be hiring you to do those storylines for them but um uh, in this case, I just wonder. Okay, it's it's yeah, it's in the UK, but it's not like in Scotland. It's not in England. It's in the it's in Wales, and is is that important to the the viewership of the UK? Yeah, you know those guys, right? Anyway, it's an interesting dynamic for sure. Like, who knows? I mean, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe I, I'm not the only one who might inadvertently generalize. You know what I mean? Like. The UK is the UK to a lot of us, right? It's a bundling of countries where you just imagine that they're all friendly, right? But you're right that they're not, you know? There's definitely rivalries between countries and stuff like that, especially when it comes to sports and such. So it could easily be where he's like, he's not our guy, he's their guy, you know? Like, who knows? Who knows? If I I have to, if if I'm saying this right, if I understand it correctly, Wales is sort of like the Midwest. Hmm. For, uh, you know, for America, for over there. You know, where like London is like New York and LA kind of, you know, you know, always the bigger cities are going to be a different where where it feels like Wales is a different 
type of play. So I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see how it plays out. I just think that it's not off the table that potentially I hadn't considered it until right now that Drew might win the Money in the Bank and take it to him there and potentially have a, a what they perceive as a big homecoming uh, in the UK. Like, but it might not. Could definitely go a different way. Uh, but I hadn't I hadn't thought about it until now of like how would you get him to either walk in as champion or walk out as champion? And I think that yeah. would be the play, you know? Yeah, and that's time frame sort of fits. I mean, it's already May, so. But yeah. we'll see. We got to see what happens at uh, at WrestleMania Backlash, right? So That's a good point. Good yep, point. and then we got SummerSlam, right? Yep. We'd have, and then we uh, have Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, I believe, is right before SummerSlam. Okay, so Money in the Bank is June. SummerSlam is July. August I think it's. Is... I think August is SummerSlam. I think July oh, okay. is Money in the Bank, and then I think okay. September is the UK. It, okay. Is there not a paid premium live event in June? Uh no, I don't believe okay. so. Okay. They don't have one a month this year, but they do have a number of back-to-back stadium shows, and that's notable yeah, and yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? Like they don't usually do a bunch of stadium shows in a row, but like. Yeah. Uh, but between Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and the UK, those are like three back-to-back stadium shows, which means that they're going to be putting their best foot forward on all those and make them as big cards as possible because they're trying to sell out damn stadiums. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Well, let's keep them going. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I mean, we're yeah. going, right? Like, I just realized my counter's not going. Oh, let me see. Yeah. Okay. Looks like we're on there. I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't we're like on. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the live feed. feed. All right. Cool. As long feed. as the live feed is happening, then worst case scenario, uh, our our audio goes up late, depending on how this yeah, is playing it's out. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, hey. So they announced right before, and then they did a promo package here and a little backstage thing with with Charlotte Flair. Uh, the the beat the clock challenge announcement. What was your first yeah. impression about that? Where you were going to have Charlotte versus Aaliyah and Ronda versus Shotzi. I was a little bit surprised they didn't let that build for a week. But I was uh, I was excited for it. I thought it was a cool little... It was just a different way to have two people match up without matching up before yeah. WrestleMania Backlash. Where I do think Ronda will win this time. But I have to say, this whole Charlotte thing... There's something feels different to me. It, 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 it feels like there's effort from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, things seem to be cleaner. She seems to be a lot more cooperative. Uh, uh, she's playing the heel part, but I think a lot, a lot of us, you know, because we were such haters of her in general, maybe weren't realizing she's actually doing a really good job on this this thing and it's actually elevating Rhonda a bit yeah is she on the level that we've seen maybe no but I think that maybe just also just says hey you know Becky Lynch is like Becky Lynch she's one in a million type wrestlers but I'm actually really been impressed with what Charlotte's been doing the last couple of weeks all right that's cool that's cool Uh, I did like how she goes that I don't get embarrassed and then I was like well she's clearly getting embarrassed today (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, we, yeah. Not to jump ahead, but, but yeah, for sure, man. Like, um, yeah, it was it was good, man. I, 
I you know I I I watched SmackDown actually after Raw because that's yeah. how far behind I was. Um, but I you know I I had not seen that format before. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean they haven't done it since I've been back, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's that's cool. I I just thought Wait, it was a diff- yeah, just a nice different way, like a you know like the lumberjack match. We don't see those a lot. We. Sammy, like they, you, yeah. Sammy gave us the gauntlet of all these different types of matches you could have. Yeah. Um, to to open a show with uh, with a cage match, and then you know, just it's it's good, man. I I, I you know, and then they're you know, I I I think if there's anything been more self evident, let's get rid of the draft and stuff because you have so many people coming over. I mean, you could still have people that are on Raw and people that are on SmackDown, but I don't even know that we need it anymore because. I mean, like, we've had so much crossover between the two shows that it's like, oh, you know, they're really putting their, like, you are not going to miss out on a big superstar if you go to a show, you know? I I do think that it's important for the, well, there's two things that I don't think people take into account when they talk about abolishing the brand split, is you have two completely different networks. So there are people who can watch SmackDown that literally cannot watch Raw. So if you have a split, if you don't have a split roster at all, and you're only able to watch SmackDown, you might feel like you're watching every other episode if you're not careful. So I think that, I think because they're on two different networks, primarily is why I'd say you have to keep the brand split just for some continuity sake. But I like when they sprinkle in the other ones because it also makes it feel a little more special since there's not a, since there is a brand split. You know what I mean? What it's special doing, to see Drew. I'm with you, and I agree. This, that is very special. But they're doing a lot of recaps anyway. So if they're you aren't to, yeah. able to watch, you're getting a lot of that. You know, on true. both shows, that's you know, they true. got a lot more time on Raw to do it. But um, yeah, you know, that's true. Because yeah. we did notice that. I think it was this, this year feels like, actually, the last like two months feels like the most I've ever seen on a SmackDown where they literally recap Raw and then keep going. Smack on Raw, they're literally doing a segment that's just recapping what happened on SmackDown and then they keep going. Like they are instead of just recapping this one story. There is a segment in each episode, you're right, that we've noticed, where it's a recap of the other show. So, yeah, absolutely. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Keeping up, uh, I'll casual, tell you. Keeping yeah. up that yeah. casual viewer, like you've been saying from the get-go. This is – they're trying – yes, you have the hardcore fans, but they're trying to keep this for as a large enough fan base. You know, it's it's hard – you know, what do they say? It's, it's, it's easy to please few and hard to please many or whatever. Mm. They're trying to keep as many people happy. And, of course, yeah. the hardcore fans are going to bitch and complain, but, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, since we talked – we did you – talk, you went into right talking to uh, – I was really enjoying that. We talked – we went in right to talking Charlotte, but just to backtrack a bit – Mad Cat getting popular fast. Yep, like that's that. where I was trying to get to. Happy Corbin yeah. comes out, does the happy talk. He brings out the statue. Uh, turns out Mad Cap is behind him with the hammer. That was great. I wish he would have got him good with it, you know, <laughs> like an old Triple H in the gut, yeah. you know, because that's such an easy bit to do where they yeah. where they hold like they pull it, but it it doesn't really hurt them as much, and you know, it yeah, just, if you do it right, it looks good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can make you can really make that look good. Triple H was like the king of the sledgehammer being a prop weapon, and yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan. And you know, again, Corbin like just 
you know, shows out all the time. I, I know I say I don't, I don't root for the heels, but you do there. I do root for the guys that are good at doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And he is definitely, he's fantastic. He's so good. Yeah. And I mean, how quickly Madcap went from being a total yeah. heel to just being like fan beloved. It seems like it's Dude, crazy. That's, that's the same thing with like the edge thing. Like I'm yeah. just so blown away how Edge was like super good, and then now they've got this. What is the group? The group Judgment Day. It's good. It's good. And I told you like this whole. Miss, we needed that. They. I'm telling you, I am secretly rooting. I I, I don't want to jump ahead. So if I I kind of go on a little bit off, go ahead and. If you are you good with the bad cap thing? He got his crew. Yeah, I love the mad cap thing. He's looking yeah. awesome. He's looking strong. The fans are the fan is behind him more and more. I'm I'm excited to see this match play out because I think that they will have good chemistry, but I'm also this makes me more excited for what is gonna happen next with Madcap. Where is he going after Corbin? Because this was obviously the easy step to take. The next one that they do is gonna be a little more difficult to to quick question bring for you. you along. Because this storyline's good. Are they going to carry it on for a little bit longer? Do you think that WrestleMania Backlash is the end of that story? I don't know. I could see both. Yeah. Okay. I could see both. Yeah, I, I could even see them coming back around. I could see Madcap getting a strong win here, moving on, and Corbin poking his head back up here and there until it's finally yeah, yeah. like at a crescendo where it's all like, dude, I'm tired of you messing with me. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. I can I see that too. Uh, Ricochet and Shanky. Dude, what would you think of this? Uh, I was good. I was, you know, I I gotta be honest with you. I, that might be the first time I've seen Shanky in the ring. Like yeah. he's always on because he's such a big and imposing guy. But yeah. you don't see a lot. I thought it was a look. Ricochet is awesome. And the Amazing. thing I was gonna, I said about him that I've noticed, he's getting better with the promos too. Yep. Like he's getting so watch the f out because that yep. I I could see him being WWE champion or Universal yeah. champion. Like he's gonna be super popular. I yeah, think he's so good he could be. Too. I don't know how many years he's got left because of his crazy style and stuff. But I mean, we've said that about everyone forever, right? It's hard to say, but I could honestly see him as like this, this current generation sort of Rey Mysterio, just this undersized phenomenon that you just can't help but be behind the whole time, and. I could Perfect. see him having title reigns that are similar to, to Ray and taking down a giant at some point. Like I could see that down the line. Like perfect, perfect analogy. Yeah. Perfect analogy. Yeah. He's literally. And I, yeah. And not that I think that anybody should be like the next X person. You should always be the you. Yeah. But I think of like on a more broad spectrum of, of, you know, high flyer, believable giant killer underdog type. Like I could see him, the mighty mouse type. They say I could see him being like, a poster boy of that. So just the things that he does, though, like he just does stuff that a lot of other people don't even try to do in the ring, and it yes. looks yes. really good. He uses his whole body and stuff. Yeah, it's good. But when he was, because I thought that he made Shanky look awesome here. He did, and the first time, and the first time I uh, could remember seeing Shanky, and. The fact is, I have been a fan of Ricochet since day one just because of his in-ring stuff is so good. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the amount, especially when he's so undersized in the match and the other guy's, like, towering and supposed to be a powerhouse. It looks I like, great. 
you'll see a change in his in his moves. Like when someone's more equal to him, he tries to do a lot of fast-paced things that don't involve too much of his body weight necessarily. When it's a bigger dude, he'll start throwing himself like he's the cannonball. It's not his foot. He's not trying to get a spinning kick. He's trying to get his whole body into it. Like you can see the difference in his moveset and the style of it. It's so fucking cool, man. Yeah, and now are they going to do Shanky versus... Uh... Gender? Gender, yeah, yeah or something. Teasing well, some I, sort of issue there, yeah. They're not doing enough with those, like, Indian-based wrestlers. And the one they mm-hmm. are doing enough with, they can just stop now. Yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's readjust. Yeah. Uh, was this your first time also seeing Raquel Rodriguez in a full-on yes. match? Yeah. What do you think of this? Mm, I, I want to see more. Yeah. I'm I not, thought it was a I'm nice first saying, outing, looking strong, but it nothing seemed stand out. Yeah, didn't I? Don't not saying anything was bad. I just, I just let me watch some more. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she uh, has a lot of enthusiasm. It feels like the crowd likes her. Um, that I, was weird uh, to me. Was that a was that a roster player she went up against, or was that no. like a guest? Okay. Which I did. I, I, I was gonna say I appreciated the guests' effort. Yes, a lot. <laughs> yes, in this one, she didn't feel like as much of a patsy mm, as true. we've seen. That's that's true, which is cool. Because um, yeah, sometimes sometimes someone coming out there and getting like a three hit victory doesn't feel all that imposing. So having someone get a little bit of a of some offense in, being like. Like almost yeah. like they were underestimated, and then like okay, no, no, but I'm still a powerhouse. Like yeah, like well, but just that give can also the, be nice. Give the crowd something fun to watch. It doesn't yeah. need to be like it. it most of the fans, if, you know, know who these people are and have seen them wrestle in some other capacity anyway. So just yeah. give them a yeah. good match. It doesn't yeah. have to, all, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be like uh, a dump truck like running over a toddler all the time. You know. Yeah. No. Good call. Good call. Uh. I thought Raquel being so enthusiastic, as you put it, and almost bubbly was weird for me because in NXT she was always more of an imposing force and always a little bit more serious. Uh, to see her out there just like smiling and waving, I was like, okay, this is definitely new to me. Uh, but I don't think it was bad. It wasn't off-putting at all. It just was all like, oh, this is this is different, you know? Yeah. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what she ends up doing with it all. Uh, what do you think of the contract signing, the Usos and and RK Bro, dude? I think the four of them on the mic, like you can't give them enough time. You know what I mean? Like, let them say what they're gonna say. Like, I thought Riddle played and it's awesome. I thought the Usos are so natural at speaking. Like, it's insane. The Usos are one of my prime examples of like you can't tell me everyone's scripted. There's no way someone writes that. You know what I mean? Like. They talk how they talk, I mean, and they say what they're going to say. They say the same thing every time, though. So, like, I don't know. I, 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 I fundamentally disagree, but uh, I, I'm not going to disagree that RK, RK bro, I, I'm not going to disagree that that whole gauntlet is a great, like, the whole thing is good. Like, it's good. It's so yeah. good. The storyline's good. I, I, I guess I'm just a little worn out by the Usos, and, and, and they're starting to become, like, my, oh, okay, it's the Usos. They're going to say we the ones, and the, the front of the line, bloodline, okay, I, I get it. I, I Again, not trying to be critical. 
The stuff is fun. The actual in-ring stuff is great. Roman ripping the contract, try to shove down, you know, but then mm-hmm. getting Drew to come out. Like, that shit is awesome. Yeah, and and so, yeah. But, you know, I mean, Roman's shirt is so dumb. Sorry. It's just dumb. <laughs> I'm not bothered by it. I'm not enticed by it. Yeah. What? I'm not yeah, bothered by I mean, his shirt, but I'm not enticed by it either. I don't go, ooh, I'm yeah, going to get yeah. that one. I, when I first saw it, too, I was kind of like, oh, that's an interesting play on that. And then yeah, just yeah. moved on. I mean, thank <laughs> like, you for explaining it to me because I was like, this makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, 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 I get it. They're doing the, you know. Yeah, um, yeah so. Yeah, and Randy was awesome here, too. I mean, obviously, oh, he's, he's one of the, the fucking best. But, like, the way that he was able to so naturally get to a point where he's, like, enticing the Usos and pushing them, like, it was awesome, dude. Randy doing RK Bro and be and loving it and talking about it on Maxi and other things is like Lesnar doing you know country cowboy Brock, mm. like just this having fun, getting to be like actually getting to be himself. I feel like that you know if you're a heel too long, you know then mm. you know you, I wonder if it just. It, because you are, you are paying a, you are playing an act, right? Yeah. I mean, but re- wrestling fans are are not known for their objectivity at times. So I just I just feel like you know it is nice to see these guys, you know, that have been in the game a long time that typically play a certain role, and it's just so fun to watch like a guy as high quality as Randy Orton just enjoy what he's doing, and you, it just. It, it oozes out in his performance on the screen. And I think that they're doing their best work as far as bringing other people on into a higher level too. Cause I also think of guys like Sammy, like as much as like you might think it's a slight on drew for me to say that Sammy Zayn in this program upped drew McIntyre's stock and brought him up to a higher level. Like it's not a slight at drew. I'm not saying drew wasn't on a high level, but I'm saying that I think Sammy's brilliance of what he wants to do, I could easily have seen, imagined Sammy pitching this. Let me work with Drew. I think I can elevate Drew. Like, not to say that he's he did better in every way. I feel like it elevated Drew because of the way that it was mapped out and done because he I think did. Sammy had fun with it, you know? He did elevate Drew. I, I don't yeah. see how you see it on any other way. I agree with you. No, Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. I want to start nicknaming him the Kingmaker. Because he he is so good at doing these programs, and 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 he and and just taking whatever he is given and making it really good. And it, and then you know his 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 on the microphone performance is so good, but he's as good in ring as he is on the microphone. He's yeah. really good. Like like he's good enough that he should get a title run. Like, I would yeah. be good with seeing that, you know? But they haven't established him as a character that could, could be in that thing. So I think a lot of fans wouldn't be able to get behind it. But it's, I mean, you would. I know you would. But but uh, it is what it is, yeah. Yeah. And when I think of, like, the people who are just far and away stealing the show every time they're out there, it's the Brocks, Randys, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, the people who are clearly having – So much thought and fun put into everything that they're doing. No one's phoning it in, and I feel like everyone's bringing stuff. I feel like right now, it feels like we're watching more people have the time of their life than ever before. I feel like that 
when you go back and watch other stuff, you feel like people are grinding and competing and uh, struggling with this, that, and the other thing. Where I feel like right now, it just comes across on TV like less, like they're less stressed about it. That they're invested, that they're having fun, and that it's not driving them crazy as soon as they get backstage. You know what I mean? Makes sense. I was going to say the one, you know, the thing that it's the next kind of topic in the show, too, or that happened in SmackDown was. Yeah. I, um, uh, Xavier Woods' promo in that Rage and Sheamus thing was one of the best I've ever so, ever seen. It was incredible. so good. And incredible. he... Like, you could tell he's loves the balance. I think he has a really good work-life balance. You know, he does the G4 stuff. He does other stuff. Um, that Him and Kofi are just on a different level. And I, I don't, I mean, like, as much as I complain there aren't enough baby faces, they are so good. Yes. Amazing. I mean, I, you, know, you know, when you say greatest tag team of all time, like, they have got to be up there. Like, yeah. Uh, over in my opinion they're way better than the usos because they haven't been given as much to work with um the it, 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 since i've been back you know you, yeah. i know you saw like the rise of them and i know they've had like their big runs and stuff so i'm not I'm not trying to do revisionist history i'm just going from here now going yeah. forward um and uh you know i you know i i really like that whole segment and yeah. uh, I I could care less. Bush Butch can stay gone. You know, I mean, like, I'm sorry, dude. I just don't care about that guy. Uh, so um, they definitely have. You say, "Oh, he's great in ring." We got enough of that. We got enough great in ring stuff. Like, give me some good stories to go with the good in ring stuff. Like, that's what I want. You know, yeah. Give me a good yeah. story. No, uh, you're pissed off. Why? Why are you so angry? Go to fucking anger management then. Okay. All right. So, but yes, that Xavier Woods promo was so good. So. What did you think about, because here's the, the only thing I thought was going to be, that seemed like uphill to me, was was Xavier Woods, what do they called him? Uh, um, it wasn't Wreck-It Ralph. It was uh, Shake It Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus wasn't in the match. And the crowd continuously was chanting at Sheamus, which I thought was... Uh, in- Sheamus. It was awesome. I, I think that had everything to do with how good Xavier Woods' promo was. He got the... He took the crowd like it was uh, milk and made it whipped cream. Like, he just whipped them up into a frenzy. That's how good that promo was. That's one of those things where you're like... You're at some inspirational speech. You're like, oh, my God, that was awesome. Or you're at a concert or something. And he, I mean, like, he, that was all him. He goes, you're like, wreck it. you know, he couldn't say Wreck-It Ralph or whatever. Like, he said Wreck-It Ralph, but it was like, and, and Seamus does, sort of looks a little bit like Wreck-It Ralph, too, a little yeah. bit. But so it was do you funny, think, man. Yeah, for sure. But then but what my concern is, is then we're watching a match where the crowd doesn't care about the match at all because they're busy p- picking fun at a guy on the outside. So I felt like it drew away from the match. But then what I noticed, Woods is so damn good that almost every time they started chanting something towards Sheamus, Woods would start getting a comeback just enough to where they'd start chanting New Day Rocks. Like, 
he was able to bring the focus yeah. back brilliantly. And I kept yeah. thinking it was an uphill battle because every time they started chanting to Sheamus, I was like, oh, that's a bummer because they're not paying attention to you in the ring and you want them to. And then he was like, no, 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 I got them. I'll get them here too. And it was just – he's a master, dude. He's an absolute – when I think of underrated – that he is comes. like my favorite segment of SmackDown. I mean, yeah. it was so good that whole thing, how it finally came out. So, uh, what do you think about Naomi, Sasha? Or was Naomi against Shayna with Sasha and Natty in that segment too? Because they yeah, all seem so, like they're having fun too. If you're asking, yeah, me. nothing from that stood out. It's like striking a chord. Okay. Yeah, just a lot going on. So that. Oh, one, for I sure. Um. I just didn't want to ignore it like it didn't happen, but yeah, I, I, think I didn't they're, have they're, any notes down on it, so I just like it was. It was a good match, things. and I I like that they're making Shayna a little bit more brutal in this as they're going. But uh, uh, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big it. fan of both of those two, and and I'm fine with them, you know, getting some time. Yeah, and they're yeah. gonna compete for the tag team champions. And this Naomi Sasha tag team thing was a really good thing to do with those two characters. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm digging it. Yeah. Uh, but right before we do the main event, there was Chapter 4 of Lacey Evans. This topic had a lot to do with her dad specifically not being there for her at graduation. No, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it? I just, I just skipped it. I'm sorry. I just skipped yeah. it. I just – I like we, – we talked about this, the third one. I feel like we're on the record. We had uh, Producer Lady, and she shared her thoughts. I, I, I just don't want to belabor the point anymore. I – I do want to give this person a chance and yeah. see how they do with this character and see where they're going. But like they have beat this horse to death, resurrected yeah. it and beat it to death again. Like it's, yeah. it's over. Like yeah. I, I keep it at this point. I, I, I might get giddy if she gets cut from the roster because I'm not, I'm not a fan of these intro promos that they run for six months. And then we finally see the person. Because you know, look what they're doing. You know, we'll get it. We'll get to it on Raw. But anyway, yeah, we don't. We don't need this much. I was gonna say that this specifically, because as much as we've talked about the other stuff being kind of like weirdly placed and weirdly emotional, this one straight up felt like it was just an attempt at a therapy session. And I was like, this feels a a little different. This isn't even about a thing. It's more like it was so weird in this one that I was like, they got to stop these. Just get her in the ring and get her in a story and talk about this stuff later as it comes up. Like. I if you're hyper-focusing, you know? Yeah, what I'm saying, Ref Marsh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I apologize there. Uh, I know they do focus groups. They have to not be getting good feedback on <laughs> I just don't know how they're – I'm serious. Like, yeah. like, WWE focus group. Like, this sucks. Dude, this is coming it's, from a veteran. I don't want to hate this woman. I just yeah. – you've given us way more information than we need. You, yeah. You're creating – like, we already – look. The first two promos were enough. That was enough. Three exactly, was kill. You give you 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 want to establish a backstory now. Maybe that now you know. In fairness, you and I talked about this. You know, the casual viewer may not have seen the previous three, so you may not feel as strongly. But I feel like at this point, come on, guys. Like, you know what I think fun. would even have made it better. Honestly, like so they did the first two. Yeah, I think. At that point, put her in the ring in a match. Then yes. maybe the week after that, maybe the third one. If you if you feel like you have to show all of them, right? At least break it up with matches. This just feels well, like going. It just feels like it's dragging on so long without anything of substance in between. You know what I mean? Ref, Ref Marsh, if you're going to, if you want to give more backstory, like 
have it be done in a in a ring against a, a heel where the heel's like, ha ha, you had a tough life. I'm going to kick your sure. ass. And she over has to overcome the heel. A hundred percent, dude. Like, just shut the fuck up and get in the ring. I, yeah. I, you know, like, it, it, you know, and I'm not blaming her because she doesn't run the shows. You know, it's not her. But like, woo, dude, the promo work, she's got a long way to go. And if she's yeah. not, if she's as bad at delivering these as she is in the ring, ooh, I'm not going to be a fan. You know, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I just fast forwarded it because I, I really want to give her a, 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 like a full opportunity, but it's just, I was like, nope, I got so much shit I got to get done and I'm yeah. going to skip yeah. this four minutes. So sure. Sure. All I was trying to say was if they had all these packages together, they felt like, Hey, we have to, we want to do this full six, like, let's say there's six chapters or some shit. Do a chapter one week, do a match next week. Even if the match isn't like in a storyline, just have her do something in ring that we can connect to, have her get a wave at the crowd, do something. So that way when we see it again, we don't feel like it's just this long, drawn out thing that at least feels like something is moving along and we're learning as we go. Like right. the fact that it's not being broken up at all, I think is making it worse, if I'm being honest. Like if this yeah. was two weeks down the line and we had a couple matches in between, he goes, Oh, I want to talk more about this. Okay, at least we at least something's happening. This feels yeah. like just a run-on sentence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do uh, you see what Miss Fabtina said? Oh, yeah. Fabtina in there goes, so I saw one person on Twitter say that as someone with similar background growing up, it was triggering back her PST, PTSD. That's understandable, too. That, I get <laughs> yeah. that. Because it was like an online therapy thing. I'm yeah. saying, like, here's – I think people forget this. We go to entertainment to get away from our lives. Sometimes that's to escape trauma or whatever. Else. Maybe it's just a shitty day at work or whatever, but we're watching wrestling or movies or playing video games or whatever to get away from that shit. It's, it takes your mind off of it. Right. If you have somebody throwing it in your face, yeah, I'm not sure that's, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing for the WWE. Now I'm not saying I don't want to hear about her backstory. I just feel like, Fire the fucking writer on that one because it's just not good. Or her delivery, I, it, whatever. I mean, you know what they again. even could have done as secondary to that. Like, I mean, how many times have they uh, literally advertised uh, Brock Lesnar on Pat McAfee or uh, Cody Rhodes being on After the Bell? They tell you like, hey, for the in depth interview, go to here. Like, yeah, you could have done the those broken skulls, the the skull, yeah. the broken skull sessions or something. Did, yeah, I mean, put her like, there. And then let her get real deep in the woods there. So if you want it, it's there and you can hear it and you can get behind it. But you only get a taste of it on the show because you don't need that level of in-depth therapy session. Like, for sure. You could have absolutely separated it. I hate the fucking Veer shit, too. But the Veer shit was like vignettes. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like vignettes. Yes. You know, this was like, this is like uh, an oratory it's like yeah like a symposium about you know vets with PTSD that had a rough life you know hey yeah i get it like we said people people have rough lives so yeah yeah and Fabtina said all i know out, yeah go ahead yeah, read it go ahead yeah you you said you said it. Uh, it says all i know is this Ailee made her story interesting it made me excited to see her in ring yeah because they were doing little comic book things with like the the voiceover stuff that was actually pretty cool uh, yes hers was awesome that yeah. was awesome. And then, you know, the problem with Zia Lee was they did the awesome pro, and then they didn't use her in the ring enough. 
She hasn't yeah. been around enough. Yeah. So they, they should get back on that. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, they're missing the fucking boat. I I feel like they they had a like a board mapped out and they lost the one with Zia Lee or something. Like this is what we're gonna do with Zia Lee, and then like it disappeared. So yeah, it didn't make it to the next town. Uh, yeah. Let's talk main event real quick. I did want to throw this out here. Overall, yeah. it was fine. The beat the clock challenge concept. My issue with it is this. Okay. It inherently undermines half the talent involved immediately. By having Aaliyah come out and Shotzi come out to effectively lose as fast as possible, it just undermines them as talent immediately. And I think that both of them, especially Aaliyah and Shotzi, both of them have such fan favor right now. People want to see more from both of them. People like them. And then to just put them out on display here and say, look, they're so bad. We're going to book a match where they obviously will never win because they're not good enough. And the competition's really going to be between the two actual good people and how fast they can beat the shit out of these phones that suck. And I feel like it it undermines them so much, and I feel like you have enough NXT talent. I know it sounds so shitty to say because uh, um, a few of the NXT women were cut right following this. Yeah, I was like, why wouldn't you just, if you knew you were going to let those ones go, maybe you bring in two of the women who you know are on their last week and say, hey, come on through and... and lose this match for us real quick on the way out to help the storyline along. Like, you know, like if you know that or, they're done anyways, you know, or, or, or local use the fucking obligatory local talent for yeah. those matches. And would you mm-hmm. have had a problem with Raquel Rodriguez having like a real match with Aaliyah or something? Like, no. And if she'd even won, that would have been a better, why can't you show yes. two young talents wrestling each other at the same time? It yes. makes no sense. This is the Veer fucking stuff, which we're going to get into. It makes no sense. Like, yeah. use that. Sh- yes. So here's what I said. I like, I love, I didn't even think about it diminishing Shotzi and Leah. I was like, well, at least Shotzi and Leah are going to be on TV this week. Yes. Well, I thought that too. I-, I was like, I like that they're out there and we see them. But like you said, I'd rather see one of them lose to Raquel in a competitive, mostly yeah. competitive match. Than to be like, how fast can I beat the shit out of you? I'm like, not to, you not could have done two. a three way match with those two, with the Shotzi, Aaliyah, and uh, Raquel. Yeah, it would have been cool, you know. And then just throw the obligatory, yes, an NXT wrestler, or you know, I don't know about somebody cutting, getting cut. I I, I doubt you get someone to agree. Hey, we're gonna fire you, but do you want to go up and wrestle the champions like as a swan song? You know. <laughs> You know, I mean, I guess. Maybe, maybe I, I, not. I don't know. I'm some just of saying. them might appreciate it, and some of them might be like, no. I mean, for me, I'd want to get I'd want to get on film wrestling. I mean, it's got to be a tough. I mean, dude, I mean, it's yeah, such it's a tough. You know, it's got to be such a tough. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a tough job, man. Like, there's only a few that do it super, super well, and it, there's only yeah. a few more that get paid super, super well for it. So, yeah. 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 Uh, do you like so it was fine it was cool ronda wins it makes you wonder if ronda's gonna lose uh but and this is another one too where it's like you have two people win but one's effectively a loser because they didn't win enough like i I know it's a weird like i liked the format i know you weren't a fan of it but it's just a a unique way to get them to go up against each other without actually wrestling because again the events this weekend right so you got one Uh, more show before the weekend and yeah, absolutely. And it's not that I, like, hate it. It just inherently has these weird little logic flaws to me that I go, it just feels awkward. Yeah. But 
I get it. I do think, it, like you said, it's an interesting way to do a thing. I wish it was different talent they were beating up. And then my other thing is is the continued use of Drew Gulak in such a weird way. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. What understand doing with him. Yeah. yeah. Like I um, like Drew a lot, and I think he does the most of everything he's given the opportunity to do, and I think he's yeah. so good at what, everything he does. Is he? But he's out there every week, just getting beat up by Ronda and Charlotte, and I was like, "When is he getting his comeuppance? Like, when is, is he, you know what I mean? Is he gonna be in ring talent again? Or I thought he had like retireable injuries or something. Is that? I haven't seen anything like that, but I haven't okay. dug around looking for stuff about that. Either. So they're maybe just trying to field their way with him. Maybe it's just a unique way to utilize him. And yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's been in ring and then he's been the ring guy. Yeah, it's I yeah. don't know. It, it doesn't make. I it. like Pat has been putting over Drew on a week to week too. He's like, oh, yeah. he's doing such a good job. I I think it's yeah. really funny. Yeah, yeah, Pat. And then I also I did like when Pat. So when Ronda won. They were doing a thing, and, like, it took a beat or two before Drew uh, hit the bell, and Pat's all, like, Drew Goo, like, a little slow on the bell there. I hope I hope yeah, that doesn't yeah. come back. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's going to so get good. fired from that job, too. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. Maybe they just move him around. I, I, I think they're just trying to keep him in the conscience of WWE yes. fans right now. So they're just throwing him. You know, he's going to do a bunch of shit jobs. I imagine they'll have him be the janitor or some shit. At some too. point. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, did that. his you, job keeps getting less and less important. So eventually, he's going to be like <laughs> scraping gum off the floor or some shit, and and then and then then they'll build him back up. You know, they're breaking him down to build him back up, probably because uh, I, I was he he he's not wrestled in the WWE before, but he wrestled elsewhere, right? He's kind he of definitely wrestled guy. in WWE. He was uh, oh, okay. he was he was wrestling for a while. You know what? I wonder if they're doing, especially if he's getting closer to the end of in ring, which I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I wonder if they're kind of poising him up to take over for Sonya because they're starting to tease that Sonya might not be an official anymore. Adam Pierce could need a new, a new partner. That would Drew be Gulak for a while. Gulak was uh, kind of a GM type role on, on uh, uh, the cruiserweight division. I could great. see him. I could see him stepping up that way, yeah. especially, especially if he's got a history of getting his ass kicked by all the talent when he did lesser than jobs to now be in charge of those talent could come back yeah. and be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if they do that, I hope they do that. I hope you're right on. And they are definitely setting us up for Sonya to get shit canned as the thing, which is good. Yeah, if she wants to be back in ring. I know she was on McAfee. I told you she talked about how she likes to do both, and she yeah. loves the creative thing. But she really hasn't been doing both that long. I mean, she's just been correct. Yeah, the thing for a long time. But yeah. she, it looks like she's back into the in ring mm -hmm. stuff or whatever. And correct me if I'm wrong, hers was not re related to injuries at all. It was just that craziness where that guy was going to, like, yeah. in-home invasion, like, kidnap and murder her, which was an yeah. awful, terrible thing. So Yeah, it's not an ideal yeah. situation by any means. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Welcome back after intermission, episode one. We're getting into raw uh, beard. It's only episode one. Take a drink. Technical difficulties. It happens, man. Dude, if we cut out again, we'll just we'll just call it for the day. But uh, as good as but, it's uh, gonna be. Yeah, sorry. I do not know what the f is going on here. Uh, I know good. GCI is updating a lot of their infrastructure, so mm. uh, I'm, I'm actually watching us on Twitch this time, just to be a little different. So. Okay. 
Just in time, dork chops, smog. Looks like there's a few more people in here. So oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, opened so, up. RK Bro let's talk came about out. Let's talk yeah, about they, Raw. <laughs> RK Bro comes in, lays out uh, uh, the Usos. Drew comes out. Uh, yeah, really. Fuck cool. chases out Roman like he's. They're making Drew look strong as hell in all this, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Especially because you have to build that believability that Roman could lose. You know what I mean? And here's someone who's sizable and powerful enough to where you go, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. The only thing I didn't like, I'm going to be honest with you, because I liked all of it. The thing I did not like was Drew walking down with the sword and then making, like, ceremony about, like, dropping the sword. Like, I don't need it this time. Which in a sense, to me, insinuated he needed it for Baron Corbin. He needed it for Madcap, but you don't need it for Roman. Like, it was just, just weird to me. I was like, just leave the sword up front. Because he used to, like, stick it in the in the ground on his way to the ring. Just do that. Mm-hmm. Lay it down yeah. at the at the thing and then go. Like, the whole, like, ceremony of dropping it all is kind of like, uh, you could I could have done without that one little bit. But otherwise, I liked, I liked all the interaction. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I think just think of Drew's sword like Hacksaw's 2x4. It's just a prop for him because he doesn't really have much else, right? He's yeah. He doesn't wear a, a fancy cut. Co- it's just his black shorts, basically. I mean, he's, you know, he's there's not much to his in-ring attire. He doesn't yeah. come out dressed a lot. Like, Roman comes out in AJ1s, wearing yeah. skinny jeans and his stupid T-shirt. You know, uh, yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm just saying, like, Roman yeah. very rarely wears in-ring gear, and, and, and Drew almost always is in in-ring gear. So yeah. he has that sword, and I, and I know you're not a huge fan of it, but, you know, it's just a prop. Like, it's yeah. just a, hey, this, this is what this, I'm a, you know, you know, I'm Scottish, and, you know, the Highlander, <laughs> Highlander had a sword, and the sword, the stone and Excalibur. And, you know, like it's a, you know, it's yeah. like its own character basically. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. No, it was good, man. I, I it was beautiful. The roster kicked the shit out of the arrogant ass. Usos. I, I, I loved it. It was a great way to start uh, the show. Uh, Which is true. Cause you'd like brought up before that, you know, the bloodline is always like keeps themselves in their own bubble where like they never get tampered with. No one ever messes with them. They've got this, this arrogance and this ego of like, why would you dare cross any of us? And here they were in that little bubble in the ring where they feel like, you know, the acknowledge me, we the ones like no one, no one touches us here. And here they are getting laid the fuck out in the middle of the ring where the roster was finally like, no, 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 we'll knock you down a peg. Like it was really cool to, especially with guys like Orton and, and, and such to be the ones to do it. Orton. I mean, He's people talk about him being one of the greatest for a reason, but I loved the face he gave Roman after that they laid out the Usos. The way that Randy was looking at Roman and like laughing in his face, all like, "You're not my tribal chief." Like, yeah, you know. I remember when yeah. you got here, kid. Kind of attitude, you know. Well, it's just another it was thing cool. where it's like, yeah, it's. I love like they're they're the, the rest of the roster is starting to say, "Okay, we're sick of this bloodline. You're ahead of everything." Mm-hmm. You know, this storyline is played out. It's done. It needs to be done. Uh, I and I and I get it. I know there are people who are like, "Oh, Roman Reigns." Uh, I, I'm just not that guy. So, and, and I but even think- then, you inadvertently talked yourself into the uh, uh, the the story itself. You just said you liked this part of the story, being that 
the, the now you were showing backstage that the roster is getting tired of the bloodline. That's yeah. a whole second chapter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, there's I a whole mean, new chapter of storyline. You know, could to, do that for three months or so, and then they yeah. can go the fuck away. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, I just, or they just don't need to be like. I don't think it diminishes them anymore if they don't have the belt. Like, do you give a shit if the Usos are the champions? They're still going to be good. They're still going to be the Usos. They don't have to be the tag team champions. Now, that being said, they're going to keep being the tag team champions on on SmackDown. Fine. Okay. Because who you, who else are you going to put in there? There's not anybody. You know, the, the New Day had it a long time, so they don't have to have it. And they're doing a good promo stuff with other people. So What I do I think, think is it, funny is is what you're saying about Roman is – what a lot of people said about Cena and what a lot of people said about yeah, uh, uh, the, the Hogan and stuff like that. I mean, it's yeah. just all that, like, it's always kind of cool to be in the bubble, but also see the other side of it where, like, because I go back and listen to old stuff from, like, old interviews and, like, it's just kind of neat. There's always going to be that. And I remember even when uh, Punk was doing his big reign, I was saying the same thing about Punk. Like, I'm tired of it. I don't need it. All that stuff, right? Uh, it's just kind of neat to be on opposite sides of a conversation that happens every time they have somebody who dominates for a long period of time. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know I, what I mean? I don't, There's nothing wrong yeah, with no, it. No, I totally get it. It makes a hundred percent sense. People. Yeah. I, and I, and I get it. And I feel like they do sacrifice, uh, other people's stuff for the, what they feel is the greater good. Uh, yeah. right now that may be the case with Roman. I just, because I think, you know, maybe they feel like that his, popularity is but i i don't know man like i, I you know he, uh, he gets a lot of booze i mean but i don't see a, a you know it just feels like it feels like it's run its course to me but that's okay i mean like yeah do whatever, well, I mean. you know every time there's a dominant champion for a long period of time triple h same thing we, do we need this does he need the title this and that like you know like I said, John Cena was the same thing for a long time. Really, John Cena again? Are we doing this? Like, and then you look back on it, you know, on the other side of it, and you go, "Man, what? How cool was it for a while there?" You know what I mean? Like, so it's just neat to me to be because I've I think I'm oftentimes in your shoes. Most of the time, I've seen those dominant runs. I've always felt like I don't need this. This is run its course. It's been very rare for me to be the other guy and be all like, "I don't know, I'm feeling it." You know what I mean? So like for me, it's interesting because right. somehow in this one. I'm feeling it where typically I don't and you're not, which like I said, I think more than anything is just neat to see because it always happens. And it's kind of fun to be friends with somebody on the other side as it were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I also absolutely completely understand exactly what you're feeling. Cause I felt that about so many people in the past. Right. I was like, I know what that feels like. And it sucks. Well, but at I the mean, same you time left, you go, okay. You, left too. you didn't watch for a while. Yeah. I you left for a while. Yeah. You know, you got to be like, if you're not, you know, you didn't like whoever, Batista or whoever it was. Yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm not really a fan of this. And I'm I'm not going to, you know. If, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and, and I'll just say this. Like, I just don't, like, every, everything runs its course. It just feels like this is running really thin. Now, that being said, the bulk of wrestling fans need to need to say it with their voice and say it with their pocketbooks. Stop buying True. head of the table shirts and whatever. <laughs> yep, yep. Because there's probably reasons why they're, they're still yep. there that make financial sense too. Um, and really, honestly, here's the problem I think they have, Marsh, with, with Roman Reigns in particular. 
and you can throw the Usos in there too, I guess. They have just made it so they don't have really anybody that's formidable. They had to be. Thank God, Sami Zayn is good at being a kingmaker. They have to build Drew McIntyre back up to get him because he's been such a mid card, you know, not really involved in anything story. So he can go up against Roman Reigns, but really, nobody's emotionally invested in that. So he, you know, I 100% expect Roman to win, whether it's cheap or he, you know, whatever. And so I just feel like it's one of those things where we're not going to see, um, you know, we're not going to see the 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 things we want to see from as far as the people that are against Roman anytime soon. I mean, because they just don't have anybody else. Which again is a conversation that's been happening for 40 years. It was like with Hogan, they're making nobody. Who's going to take it over? And then you get a warrior. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's always someone pops up. Yeah. And everyone says that they're never building them, but someone always pops up. Someone shows up. Someone shines. You just well, about who's it going to be and when. You know what I mean? Like, well, they're waiting. I sometimes feel like some of their best ones have grown organically. Like they didn't yes. want Daniel Bryan to be Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan became Daniel Bryan. Right? From what I understand, mm-hmm. I wasn't there for it, but it felt yeah. like zero push from the company to get this guy. But the fans are like, no, fuck you. We love this guy, and they still do the yes chant. I mean, yeah. the Stone Cold oh, yeah. what? And the yes chant are like the two most, you know, yeah, yeah. chanted things. And then he's not even in the WWE anymore. That's how popular he is. So, oh, yeah, for uh, sure. And that was during a time where who they were trying to build was Randy Orton, Batista, Triple H. Um, yeah. Mysterio was on a good run right there. Like, so, I mean, it's not like they were putting their efforts behind people who weren't qualified. You know what I mean? But the fans sometimes just, they, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I think is also cool for at least this time frame this window that we're talking about with as much as you're frustrated and and not enjoying roman as the champion in his run the difference between this bubble that we're in versus when i stopped watching for a while was i there was nothing on the undercard that was hooking me right where we just went on about how amazing randy orton is how rk bro is in general Sami Zayn, kevin owens um, we'll talk about some of the other stuff that's going on in the card, like the AJ and Edge stuff. Like, there's so much else happening on these shows that, like, yeah. it doesn't feel I like, what the fuck am I watching for? You know what yeah, I mean? It's I like, don't need, yeah, let me clarify this, too. Yeah. I don't need the Roman story to be great for me because I'm interested in other things. So many so, things, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, between McPhee, which no, I know he's not doing anything, but they'll do something with him again. It makes no oh, sense yeah. not to. Um, uh, he even said he's going back on the keto again because he gained all his weight back. And then he's like, ah, oh, you know, but he's not doing the So we'll see. Didn't watch him today because I was, you know, whatever, doing the internet. Plus, I didn't want to hear about the Penguins. So uh, anyway. <laughs> my Capitals, by the way, upset the Florida Panthers last night in the game one. They were not picked to win this series. So we'll see what happens. They won one game in Florida. That's uh, in the NHL, that the team that wins the President's Trophy, which has like the most regulation wins, uh, it, it, without fail, that team loses like really badly, like mm-hmm. every year in the playoffs. It's really weird. So, like, <laughs> if you're the best team, you probably aren't going to win the championship. It's so that's, weird. That's fine. yeah, yeah. They get too complacent. Uh, but yeah, no, like there's so much on the undercard that I think is so good. Like, like even the the following stuff, the Alpha Academy and Kevin Owens, the Ezekiel stuff. Yeah. I'm having so much That's fun awesome. with all of that. Dude, yes. That shit is great. So I don't want to skip. I know we, we're probably worried we're going to come. But uh, I do want to comment on this because I'm just looking yeah. at my notes. Uh-oh, Sony about to lose that power. 
Yeah, the Sonya Deville yeah. thing was right up next, right after that. Adam Pearce yeah. saying, like, hey, we're putting you in a match where you have no executive powers. And then she goes, well, let's make it this kind of match. She goes, no executive powers. Yeah, like, that was good. Yeah, as I much was... as I'd like to donkey punch Adam Pearce, uh, I've been a big fan of him lately. And he's been doing yeah. a good job of just being a uh, just being a WWE official. And, yeah. And, and, and he's actually kind of been a babyface official, which is cool. Yeah. Um, um, unblock me, Adam Pierce. I I meant no disrespect to your fans. <laughs> anyway, um, just don't cross Brock. Unblock the sports beard, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm gonna he's uh he's I'm gonna start a rumor that Adam Pierce is um uh, he hates disabled veterans. <laughs> so that'll, that'll maybe because he Go blocked on. me. Yeah, because he blocked you specifically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, even the the match when they announced it, I thought it sounded like it was going to be good, and we we ended up having it at the main event. Uh, let's see. After that was the Veer Mahan stuff, which we kind of already went through. That I have one. Uh, let's do word association with the Veer Mahan. I have one word, and mm. it is puke. But, you know what I think is here's the thing. But do you see his social media? No, don't watch it. Uh, they haven't given me enough reason to root. Hold on though, and yeah. you you and I have been on the same page with this. The yeah. one thing I did like is they the guy, the guy, the Patsy that he had to go up against, actually yeah. got some good ring like microphone time. Yep, you got to cut a um, nice baby before face Before Beer promo. does his one move, I don't know, dude. Like again, it just like do how often does it have him start beating regular roster wrestlers or just get rid of them? Like it feels like it feels like he signed a an appearance thing and they're just like they're running out the gauntlet with it because i don't know who is watching this and thinks it's good have you heard one person say they like what they're doing with veer it just it's i know and it's frustrating because i think that everyone likes veer inherently like the guy like on his social media what i was bringing up is that if you look at it he's always like doing gq stuff he's all like nice in a suit and talking about like doing uh charity stuff and it's like badass then he comes out here screams and grunts and walks around like a kid who's trying to look like an action figure and i'm like what are they doing with him because there's so much charisma there that they're masking entirely the only thing i can think of that would be that i think could save him i mean which would be bottom line a complete repackaging but we talked about a little bit last week there's been little clips that have been leaking out from uh, L.A. Knight on SmackDown tapings coming out and being kind of a managerial role and talking about like this new almost like model agency thing that he's doing. Yeah, he he kind of he, he he took on Veer as well and said, let's put him a in a Jimmy suit. Hart. He needs yes. a Jimmy Hart or something. I yes. agree with you. A Paul Heyman, he needs something because yes. this put is Veer. not working. And Put Veer and Mace together, have L.A. Knight be their manager and say, look, you guys didn't give these guys a chance and didn't listen to them. Now you're going to listen to me and see that I can clean these guys up, and I think we could be on our way. You know? Yes. He could yeah, – dude, he has the look and the yes. body and the size to compete for the universal title. Yes. I'm not denying any of those things. I just hate this story. It's, yes. It's, it's starting to turn into one of those, oh, he's wrestling a patsy? Oh, I'm going to go take a shit. Like, yeah, this is the yeah. time I don't need to watch. I mean, I'll take my phone or whatever. I'll watch it. But, yeah. Uh, but it does yeah. feel like you're getting – I feel like it, as opposed to sometimes they'll bring in someone big and they'll do the jobber matches uh, or enhancement matches and you kind of get more invested as you go because he looks like a beast. This one I feel like is the opposite. Like Gunther, every time he comes out and beats someone, I'm a little bit more invested because he's a badass. 
Now, Veer, so for whatever there's reason. There's an example where they're using a Patsy, but it's actually working. And they don't right. need now. He just ran a promo this week, right? This week, yes. So I, yeah. I like that. Like, he doesn't now let him. Dude, and his, the promos are good from that yes. guy. Like, I, I could see that guy competing for the, the thing. I'm like, wow, yes. they could really do something. I'm a little sad that we didn't get, like, Imperium from NXT because that seemed, yeah. that would have been kind of a cool thing. But we already have, like, the Alpha, the Usos, the Alpha Academy. Maybe they just felt like that enough. But these yeah. guys are obviously heels, so I don't know. I mean, they got the other guy just going to be his herald. They both look like they can wrestle, too. So, uh, yeah. Let them be tag team champions at some point. Like, yes, I'm not saying thrust but, them in right away, but I like it. Feels like everything they're doing wrong with Veer. Look at what they're doing with Imperium and Gunther. That is good. It, yeah, I, it's I, like I'm two in, in parallel that. stories, and one's working and one's not. So like, yeah. reshift Veer. I think honestly, put Veer with LA Knight in that little faction and let that be a new thing. And I think, I think we could be somewhere with it, and we would be behind him immediately. And he can even still be a heel in that. LA Knight's, I mean, LA Knight can do both, I'll be honest with you, but LA Knight can make him a heel, too. So, like, yeah, Gunther's working, Veer is not similar but different, you know? But, you know, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but all the Veer promos, it felt like he was going to be a babyface when he came on. Yes. And there's actually room for fucking babyfaces on the show. So make him a babyface. It's like, it's like, I think, like, they're like, he's going to be a babyface, and the piece. Like Vince wrote it on a piece of paper and handed it to somebody, and they lost it. Yeah, because it feels like that it's disconnected. Exact opposite of what, yeah, the the promos didn't make sense. Like if it, you know what, honestly, it'd be like if Gunther came out and he was a baby face. Yeah, waving, smiling, be like, hey, be like, hey, everybody, <laughs> hey, I'm from Germany. Isn't that cool? Or wherever he's from, putting his yeah. arm around somebody and taking a yeah. selfie. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, hundred uh, percent. So. So Damian Priest, AJ cuts a cool promo in the back, says yeah. that if he can beat Damian Priest, he can't be ringside for his match against Edge. I thought this was masterful because of this. We've been talking about it for weeks. This is how they worked the audience. They, you know, because because how did we not see AJ and Finn uniting as a team this whole time? They've been working this for months. Damian versus Finn and Edge versus AJ. Can I? And can I get we, back? Can I jump forward before you go? Can I go back to the beginning of the Edge and Judgment Day before you talk about AJ specifically? Sure. First off, I because I, I, uh, I, I have it in my notes. Edge is having the same kind of fun Randy Orton is having with RK Bro. You could tell he's enjoying it. Like it's it's cool. And I know he mm-hmm. lives in North Carolina. I don't know. It just felt I got a, a super sense of that. And then the in the match that aj match just he just pulled off amazing move after amazing move there's one that wasn't choreographed i did have a question though before we go deep dive on the aj thing is that shoulder injury kayfabe or is that a real injury no it's it's storyline okay 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 cool i wasn't sure I thought maybe, oh, maybe he did actually hurt his shoulder, and and then they're just they because they and they they tend to do a, a good job of using past injuries to help build stuff too. So I wasn't sure. And then and he's he master at selling. Last, yeah, no, he's great. He's great. Yeah. I love AJ. Uh, we talked about it last episode, I think. 
where no one ever comes out to help anybody. And we got yeah. Finn Balor to the motherfucking rescue, which I wrote down. I was like, this is great. We got, we got somebody that came out and helped. So, but yeah. go ahead. You, uh, that's why I wanted to talk about that stuff before what you were saying. It was yeah. Hard. Yeah. And AJ's a master at selling. So there was a period of time too, where I was like, maybe he really did hurt his shoulder. But then I was kind of looking at it and the hurt shoulder came from the backstage jumping of him. And I was like, okay, it's, it's work. But like, AJ's such a master, it's easy to be lost in whatever he's doing. So for weeks they've been building this story where it was going to culminate with AJ and Finn being teamed up together. And we never saw it coming because they kept undermining the favorites, right? So you had Finn Balor losing to Damian. People are oh, why are they doing this to Finn? Why are they doing this to Finn? And you were so focused on the fans' love of him and undermining him that you don't even see this coming, which is amazing because the whole purpose of this is because they know the fans love him because they're behind him. They're putting him together with AJ, the whole, the old bullet club thing. Right. And I, when it, once it happened, I was like, it's so obvious. I can't believe I missed it. I was so wrapped up in being upset that they're Finn Balor's losing and upset that edge and AJ's doing what they're doing that I didn't even see the connection and you should have seen it all along, you know? Well, I'll say this. I, I didn't care. Uh, I I like the Judgment Day thing that they've just kind of morphed into, and they did it kind of or, you know, it wasn't real yeah. organic. They just kind of did it, but it was. But I I've been you know I've been a fan of this from the from the get go, and it's hilarious because I'm like, oh, all right, we have too many heels, but here I am contradicting myself that I like this group. Um, I didn't feel like it diminished Finn at all. I thought it helped. I thought it helped the 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 Judgment Day get a little bit more credibility. Uh, see what happens when you actually put wrestlers up, up against wrestlers instead of patsies. Like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, from the, from the jump, I've been on board with this. And I, I think in previous episode ones, I, I advocated for Finn Balor, the demon to join this group. Like, yeah, like, and maybe we get that and they could run that for six to nine months with Finn being on AJ side. And then AJ having to go up against the judgment day. And then, how about Judgment Day taking over the Usos and the whole WWE and then AJ rising? You know, I mean, like, they could do so much stuff with that, yeah. depending on what they do. You know, it doesn't even have to be for the WWE Championship. It could be for, for, for whatever, you know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, AJ and Finn teaming up together, obvious yeah, really cool. home run. It's going to be amazing. Like, I'm so yeah. excited to see what they do with it. And I hope it's not just this one tease and then they never come back to it. I would not be against them after this program with Edge and AJ. I would not be against AJ and Finn being a legitimate tag team and going for the gold. Like, sure. I would love it. Yeah, that'd be cool too. Yep, not a big deal. Yep. I just want to be able to get a two-for-one shirt. I want one shirt that supports Balor and AJ. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you would call them, though. But yeah. I figured out. Probably some sort of club thing. But uh, Let's see. But- RK huh? Bros working, you never know. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, I liked they did a, a couple video packages of The Rock and his birthday. Yeah. And I did get Pat a McAfee. kick out of Corey Graves saying that Pat McAfee legally changed his birthday to be the same as The Rock, and then he goes, And I don't even blame him, but like <laughs> Yeah, look, once again, Corey, I see what you're doing. <laughs> and I don't like it. But I get it. <laughs> he, he's got to keep himself relevant. I, you know, Corey did a, some things on that, that broadcast where he yeah. agreed with um, Saxon a couple of times. And mm-hmm. I love, I love that. I, I, he doesn't have to be the, 
he tends to be like Healy all the time where Pat's not that way. Pat's just a fun and, and I love that back and forth. I mean, he, Pat will give Michael Cole shit, but like that's like, that's, I mean, the King did the same thing and stuff like that. So, um, but, uh, I, I feel like it, you know, because Corey is a great guy outside of the ring and uh, outside of the broadcast and stuff, I think it doesn't hurt him in his brand to be a little bit more of just a fan. Like I, he oh, yeah. always takes the heel side, but sometimes it's it's not necessarily bad because because he talked about Carmella getting the shit slapped out of her and stuff. I yeah. was like, oh, that's so good. Like, that's that so funny. Good. Yeah, yeah. Before we go to the sixth one, I did want to say the Miz's coat was really cool for Miz TV. I loved it. I think he's probably worn that before. But anyway, oh, I, I was such a big fan of him and what he brings to the table. So, What did you think of the, the Miz TV segment with Mustafa and yeah. Austin? Yeah. I mean, there, uh, well, uh, Pat says it's theory now because he beat the Austin off of him. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he continually says that on the show. On the Pat McAfee show, uh, no, um, not on on SmackDown. So uh, just so, so we're clear, um, yeah, no, good. Uh, you know, the Mustafa Ali is one of those guys they weren't using a lot. So I'm like, oh, they're using this guy. They're getting, you know, he, and he's good in the ring. Like he's good in the ring. I thought um, his promo was great here, where he was. I yeah. loved the lines that they did here, where uh, Miz was at, go complaining about it on Twitter, kind of calling back to the the free Ali stuff. Yeah, uh, Mustafa saying, "You go run to the office. I run to the fans because they're who matters." I was like, "This feels like a nice." Yeah, this was really well put together. I thought. Well, and I think a lot. What like when art imitates life, yes. right? Like always is better. Like you know, people go, "You won't." Be- they couldn't make a movie out of this. Nobody would believe the story. Oh yeah, they would believe the story, and chances are, people would fucking love it. Yeah, that's usually what happens. You know, I mean, we're getting these dramatizations now of like previous things that happened and the ones that are more true to life and more like that don't gloss over, th- uh, you know, like yep. issues like those sort of things tend to be better fucking shows, just like the promos. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know any of that stuff because I'm staying away from the, like the social. I, you know, I'm just trying to watch it as like an entertainment yeah. thing, like it's its own autonomous thing, and I don't hear a bunch of outside noise of "oh, this is happening" or that. I want to enjoy the stories, and I don't want to have in my mind, "oh, Charlotte wants to go to AEW," oh, which yeah, now, yeah. I, like I said, I, since I've kind of changed my thought process on that, I've been enjoying what she's doing. I'm like, oh, she's actually. Yeah. It feels like though. It feels like there's a swing. It feels like now that she's not going up against Becky Lynch, maybe her and Ron to get along. I don't know. It just feels mm-hmm. like they're working together better. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Uh, there were a lot of people who were complaining that Ali took a loss here, but I felt like he was in the ring in a handicap match against a former Grand Slam champion twice over, the current U.S. Yeah. champion. Both of those guys are heels and cheat all the time. It would yeah, have been a really I, I weird... I didn't think he was going to win. It would have been really yeah. weird in a difficult position, I think, to give him a legitimate victory over two, like, renowned cheaters. You know what I mean? Like, well, if he would have got, like, a table slam or something, yeah. you know, he would have been able to hit somebody with the ring bell or something, or a chair or something, then I would have been like, okay, Ali can win. But, like, I was like, oh, he's not winning. Like, I felt like he wasn't yeah. going to win. And I think like, that you can drag this. I know that Ciampa came in and attacked him, so we're still going Ciampa, Mustafa Ali. But I feel like you could also circle back and get him a one-on-one with Miz and get him to to be able to win that one and then get him back 
through something with Ciampa and then get him to the U.S. title with, with like I feel like you can do more here because of the loss than you would have with the win, and, and it would have been difficult to do a believable win because you have two prolific cheaters. Wasn't that um, just to get to the Ciampa stuff? That's how I felt after I saw Ciampa. I'm like, oh, they're trying to get to the Ciampa stuff. So Ciampa gonna... just keeps. But Ciampa's such a disconnect from anything else that's happening. He shows up yeah, and yeah. knocks him over after the fact. He could have done that backstage in the middle of a promo. Like, I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, you feel like they're misusing him then to get to get his uh, like raw career started. Then, like mm. as good as he was on NXT, I don't. Like, okay, I'm I don't think they're good. misusing him necessarily, but I don't. I'm think talking they, Ciampa. Yeah, Ciampa. I don't Which think Ciampa's being misused. Name, right? It's not Tommaso. It's just Ciampa now. Correct. Vince is all. <laughs> Correct. But what I'm trying to say is that to answer your question, I don't yeah. think it's a misuse of Champa. I think that Champa's appearance in these segments with Ali doesn't feel tied in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. So it's like it, it could be. It's just as random as any other behind the the behind the back attack. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Right, but theory, it but feels theory, like two separate stories. Ali is on. Yes, you know? that's okay. But don't you think that theory and. Um, Miz stuff is over with with Ali. I think I think they're gonna keep Theory and Miz together for a while. Yes, but I don't think it feels over at all because Ali was double teamed and they cheated and all that stuff. That I think that Ali can take a side route through Champa and end up back with Miz and them, or he can continue on this two way thing. Maybe even if Champa keeps doing this, maybe Champa eventually joins up with Miz and, and Theory. And maybe Ali's got to get two more partners. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you go that way. But it feels like two separate stories, and he's in the middle. For better or for worse. see exactly what you're saying, and it just makes the Champa stuff even seem like it makes less sense, too. Like, you're saying, like, yeah, I agree with you on that. It's like, what are you doing here, guys? (laughs) Like, why don't you... Yeah, cut a promo, at least. Like, have Champa at least tell me why he's got an issue with Ali. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good that Pat has the backstory a little bit on the broadcast. I think they're taking that a little bit too much for granted. That did feel like they didn't even... It would, it would have been better if, like, like, he attacked him when he was, like, backstage, like you said. Like, yeah. after the match or something. I don't know. But either way, it's still, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, it felt like it was, like, not necessary. Maybe it's a, maybe it's they're just punishing uh, Mustafa Ali. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we're just going to have everyone kick the shit out of you for a while. Yeah. Oh, free Ali on uh, Twitter. We'll get. Uh, yeah, you may not have started this, but we'll we'll end it for you. Yeah, we'll wrap that up. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I surprisingly was entertained by all the twenty four seven stuff. I wasn't really anticipating it. I do think the match could have gone a little bit longer. I like Nikki and Dana together. I thought they were doing well. I didn't write any notes about it, but I. Our truth is gold. All He's the so time. funny. He's hilarious. Uh, the yeah, with the we're getting a divorce. Like uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I, and they're doing actively doing something with that twenty four seven. That's yeah. Involved a bunch of people. Nikki Ash. Like just like just yeah. all, it was really good to get a bunch of like I don't want to say. Um, people that weren't doing much but it was people that weren't doing much and they're like hey we'll just throw them in this 24 7 and it worked yeah it was good it was good i was a fan of it yeah Uh, and they even teased they even teased do drop coming over to nikki and saying like hey do you ready to get serious 
And Nikki said yes. So now we could potentially end up with that tag team as oh. a force. And who knows yeah. what how that's going to look or play out to be like. But it got yeah. me excited, especially because I think Nikki's done such a good job with the 24-7 stuff and has stand out in that those segments that are largely comedy. She still has looked like a credible wrestler in it, which is cool. Yeah. I'm ready for Dewdrop and Nikki. Yeah, that would be cool. And actually, I was really – I had forgotten. I, I had forgotten about Dewdrop. She had been off for a bit. And uh, she wasn't involved in WrestleMania or anything, so I was uh, I was really uh, excited to see her. And uh, yeah. I know those two are like you know have a history, so it, I'm I, I was good. I'm yeah. Good. Uh, the Seth and Cody stuff. Yeah, good. I mean, I didn't write anything down because they've okay. been doing it for a while, but. Um, did you did I, I felt like the standout stuff was really the way Seth was talking about Dusty. Yeah. Uh, I thought he did an awesome job bringing that all kind of around and being that egotistical prick. Because also you know at the heart of hearts that Seth doesn't feel a thing about that, but it came off so believable. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it, I, I probably didn't write anything down with it because like I just expect greatness from those guys mm-hmm. at this point. I, I don't know Cody that well, but what I've seen from him, I really really am enjoying. I've been crying for more baby faces. He is the baby face I can get behind right now. Yeah, that yeah. is the most important storyline to me as a fan. Yeah. Uh, I have become a full-on Cody Rhodes fan. I really want to see him win the championship. Uh, having watched Dusty Rhodes, having seen all that stuff, and just feeling like he was one of the best promo guys, and yet had like you know the lisp and stuff, and Cody yeah. has it a little bit too. Yeah. So it's just kind of like. Uh, you know, I love it. Yeah, I think that's also an awesome thing there because the the idea that you didn't write any notes because it met your expectations of being absolutely great and one of the better things on the show. Like, yeah, that's you I, know what I mean. Like, you're making notes about critiques and then to be like, oh, this is going to be great, and then it was, and to be like, yeah, there's nothing to be said because it was exactly as good as you wanted it to be. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it's cool. I I think with my notes too, just like. I, I'm just I'm trying to write things that really stand out that I really like or that I that I think oh that maybe this would have been better or whatever but I'm not trying to skew negative with those things but like if I don't write something down it doesn't mean it's bad it just means yes. it was yeah and with the Seth and Cody stuff like if Seth Rollins shows up don't you feel like we're gonna get some gold like yes. he very rarely doesn't deliver yes you know no oh, yeah so that's I agree. A, oh shh Okay, I thought we were gonna lose the connection again. Um, uh, yeah, let's wrap. I'm, it up. I mean, I'm ready to move move on to uh, the almost Bobby stuff. I thought was a little disconnected, but still made it all kind of work. And I think the match will be good, but there wasn't anything stand out in there. Uh, and the main event, awesome. I, uh, here's what I have. I thought it was a great six person women's tag match. It was super great seeing Rhea versus Bianca. Mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like for the first time since I've watched Bianca, here's somebody that's as physically intimidating as her in yes. the ring. Uh, so Oscar uh, too is hilarious and awesome. Like uh, she, she's new to me. I haven't seen her at all. I missed like she went away right as I was coming back, so I never saw any of the stuff. And for someone who doesn't speak English or whatever, and she's just like, I have this, um, 
I'm trying to think of the word, but you can't take your eyes off her. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And the crowd but, had a huge reaction when she came out. I noticed. I thought it was notable how loud the crowd got as soon as Oscar came out. Like, it was like, awesome. Wh- what is she going to do next? And she's super good in the ring too. So it's like, yeah, fluid and it. fast. The yeah. the back and forth of dodging between Becky and Oscar. It wasn't like a lot of times you see people where they're like trying to miss the person and so they go way over their head where they never would be. Oscar looked like she would have taken off Becky's head if Becky didn't move. Like their con- uh, uh, chemistry is incredible as well because Oscar was swinging wildly and Becky's barely missing him and diving out of the way and it looked awesome. Like. They work so well together. It's crazy, dude. Uh, I thought it was really cool to see a lot of these women pair up in ways that we hadn't seen any of them pair. And I felt like this was another good example, like last week with the eight-man tag at the end, where it's all like, here's a bunch of storylines they've crammed into one match, does not feel forced, and teases multiple matches that you were going to get at the pay-per-view coming up, the premium live event coming up. This was perfect. This was amazing. Like every time that someone was together in the ring – it was just a tease of what could be. And every time it happened, you went, oh, I want more of that. Oh, wait, I want more of that. Like, it was hard to pinpoint any one pairing that you had to had to see because they all felt like, I want more. You know? Yeah, I agree. I, I really agree. I agree. I want more of that all the time. And, I, you know, here's the thing. I would rather see Bianca mixed into that than have, like, another couple championship defenses if the storyline works and is good. And that was yes. fun. And, yes. and I, I know we're going to get Sonya and Bianca, but it's like, you know, that stuff was good, man. Like, and they did a good job of building Sonya as an antagonist and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. She using her, uh, uh, you know, authority kind of in a bad way or whatever, but it was good, you know? Yeah, oh, and instead of doing just a bunch of rematches over and over again where one gets a win, one gets a win, one gets a win, and then building up seven matches to get to one match, put yep. seven people in the ring together and tease all the matches a little bit, and then when you get the one-on-one, it's going to feel bigger, and that's what it feels like is happening here. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just had what a great match. Uh, you know, Asuka is, is hilarious and awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was very good. It was awesome, dude. I loved it. I thought it was perfect. There was nothing in here. There was, I mean, I even thought it was weird for a while that Sonya wasn't getting in. Like over half the match, she wasn't in, and then the last half of the match was like all about Sonya. She was like an anchor at the end of the match, and so I went yeah. from thinking, oh, they're kind of protecting Sonya and keeping her out of it, to oh wait, no, Sonya's a major player in this as well. Like it was just and mapped out lose, wonderfully. And she may lose. Well, remember they were they did have the Adam Pierce thing with her. Yeah, that was early in the show. Well, I meant I meant in the phys- the literal match. It was over half the match before she got in, and then the last half oh, of the match yeah. was all about around her. So I went yeah, from yeah. thinking they were protecting her and keeping her out of the ring to wait, no, they've anchored her into the last half of it. Like, yeah, if she's she, a lot yeah. performer now, yeah. like in ring performer, yeah. And, and I think you know, like you said, would you be shocked if we got the Drew Gulak Sonya Deville thing? Part of me though will be a little bit sad to not see Sonya as uh, like. You know, if official, she, yeah, but you know, it, you know, it comes, <clears throat> it ends for everybody. Yeah, I could even see if they get to the point where Gulak do, does it and she's a full-on performer. 
I could see Sasha and Naomi like picking on her at a certain point because of that backstory. Like she's been having like two years worth of stories backstage, helping some people and hurting other people that it's kind of ready made for a bunch of matches to come out of it on the other side. Like it could be kind of cool. Uh, I'm ready to have her back in full time. So yeah. Uh, And I I thought this was a good way to do it and live getting the win. Crowd loved it. Crowds behind her. Well, if she doesn't have any physical limitations and she feels comfortable doing it, then yes, I think I don't th- I don't see the advantage of having her as a WWE official anymore. Just have her be she's too good in the ring and too good on the mic. And and honestly, yeah. we don't have a great heel. Uh, I even though I'm a big fan of what Charlotte's doing, like I right now the last couple of weeks I've been a big fan of what she's been doing. I feel like the effort is there and stuff. Like so, you know, we don't have a. I mean, back Becky, Becky is is that yeah. heel, right? But I mean, we they, I can see her like. It's almost like yeah. they're gonna be like, oh, how long are we gonna do this with her? You know, so it feels like they. She's sort of in limbo a little bit more. So. And it does feel like that at any given moment, Becky could go back to being the biggest baby face in the company again. Like, so I agree. I mean, I don't know. I thought this was uh, as as much as a. Big multi-man tag match uh, or women can can feel a little discombobulated. The last couple of weeks, they've shown that it can also be incredible storytelling devices where the match is perfect. Like, I got no complaints about this as the main event. And I love that the main event was six women looking like they all belonged in the main event. Yes. You know? That was another great thing that we've been bitching about not seeing enough of the women's stuff because they're – and I've been more intrigued. But again, I think a lot of that has to do with the bloodline stuff. I'm like so disinterested in it. I just don't care. Uh, the women's stuff has already been really intriguing to me. A lot of promo work from Becky and all of them have been so good. And then the in-ring stuff is like spectacular. Like when we went over the WrestleMania stuff, like we didn't even spend a lot of time talking about that Becky Lynch – Bianca Belair match, and that could have been a main event. Like yeah. that's how good that match was. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will say, I hope may, maybe we go up on that feed spot blog a little bit. You know, because we did three episode ones. In one yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the trick. The it's the more it's quantity, not quality. That's that's our. Well, that's our, you know what? It's very ironic, Ref Marsh, that we did three on May the fourth. Because May the Fourth is Star Wars Day, so what is Star Wars? What is Star Wars synonymous with the yeah. trilogy? Right. So we did That's a trilogy right. of Episode One. Trilogy of Episode not, Ones today. Not on purpose or anything, <laughs> but you know, hey. Hell yeah, yeah, it works. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we did all right there. I think that uh, uh, we're they're doing a good thing. I don't know that. We'll be doing any kind of watch along. I don't plan to on it. Uh, I think we're just going to enjoy it the way that we can. I think we got some busy weekends coming up, and we might have to parse up how we consume it. Uh, yeah. But I do think that I am ready to see it. I think that the shows have been awesome, getting getting us ready for WrestleMania backlash, as it were. Uh, and I'm ready to see how that all pans out. But outside of that, tomorrow night we're going to be back here on the Die Bar, of the IWC, to do a brand new episode one. With Miss Amanda Jane, maybe Clump. We're going to talk NXT, AEW. We're going to go through uh, the releases and the news as we do. We dig deep in those ones. Uh, but I think for us, I'm ready for last call. Are you? 
Yeah, I would just say one thing. Uh, can Clump do the show from like his bed? Not feeling well. He was laying down. He could do the show. Just laying down and like, <laughs> you know, he'd just like be laying down in the bed and be like, "Hey, everybody!" I was like, you know, he wears the headset all the time, so he, he could talk. He could still talk or whatever. He doesn't have to even be on screen. He could be like producer lady and just be the, uh, you know, the voice of the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, get better, Clump. And oh, one, one, one final thing, man. I wanted to bring up last episode. I just wanted to say to Bishop, man, like love and respect you, brother. Uh, you will always be a significant part of the IWC for me, for the WWE universe. Um, you helped shape some of the opinions I have, and uh, you got to take care of your family. Uh, I hope everything is good there. And uh, just, uh, you know, just know that uh, you're always welcome. I know Ref Marsh has said it multiple times. On wrestling on the rocks, but that doesn't mean that we won't have a special place in our heart for terrible wrestling takes. Um, you are the man. Just uh, just know that we we love and care about you, man. So uh, thank you for what you have provided to our show and to the internet wrestling community. Uh, you have been a friend to me when you didn't know me that well. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely, we'll always have an open stool for Bishop and his terrible wrestling takes right here in Wrestling on the Rocks. That is. For sure. Anytime he wants some screen time, he gets it. He just got to give us the word. So, uh, yeah, take care of you and yours. And uh, we appreciate the shout-outs on his final episode. Um, but we hope that that's not the last of them. We hope we do see him again uh, at some point. You know, they say never say never. Uh, maybe in some iteration or another. It would be nice to, to hear him from time to time. Uh, but until then, guys, thank you for coming through and having a drink with us. Uh, thank you for being our drinking buddies right here in the dive bar of the IWC. Guys, that's the last call. Thank you, everybody. The producing lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the eye and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers. I would never have a drink of wrestling on the rocks.